This is Rags. This is Kirk. And this is the current podcast spelled CVRNT. Check us out at CVRNT.com. Yep, and we also have our social media accounts out there. There's Twitter, at CVRNT, and then we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Check us out. All right, we've got some fun stuff to talk about today. The big thing is obviously Apple's potential foray into augmented reality, and there's a Buzz Aldrin experience we want to talk to you about a little bit, and then a little bit more about the company behind it. Yeah, and we also have some developer news. There's uh, some plugins for Unity that we saw that were kind of cool, and some AR JavaScript uh, libraries that were kind of announced, and then a video game that I just wanted to talk about because I think it's pretty rad and you should check it out. All right, there's been a lot of news about what is Apple going to do to get into the virtual reality or augmented reality space. And I think there was an article that just came out uh, that was a nice feature on Bloomberg, kind of summarizing what Tim Cook has been kind of going around saying that, you know, he thinks AR is kind of the future. And it seems obvious from his statements that that's what Apple, that Apple's going to be getting into, you know, augmented reality in some fashion. Uh, the article is pretty cool, though. Like, if you read it, it looks like Apple is, you know, I'd already heard that they were in their labs possibly working on stuff and they've been hiring a lot of people. But in this article, if you read through it, they're creating like an army of like the who's who in VR. I mean, they're like hiring people from Dolby Labor- Laboratories. Uh, Oculus folks, uh, people from HoloLens, uh, you know, just kind of reading through this list, um, you know, some a lot of people from Hollywood. Um, I guess you know Apple has the money, so I'm assuming they can pull a lot of these people over in, uh, into their labs and have them prototype some stuff. But you know, the real question still is, what is Apple going to announce, and when will they launch something? I mean, it's it's gonna. I, I think something's gonna happen soon. Uh, it, I, probably with the eight. I mean, it's a 10th anniversary, so it's good timing. Yeah, that, that's a lot of the speculation is that they have the 10th anniversary of their next phone. Uh, Robert Scoble, I don't know if you've followed him much, but he's been going around saying that it's definitely going to have some augmented reality uh, features in the next phone. I think a lot of people are still kind of questioning you know, whether it's going to be that soon. I mean, it's, it it has to be, right? They have to do something. Like Google's put out Daydream. It's fine that they're hiring the who's who of VR and all that stuff, but why are they doing all the hiring now? Or why is this, I mean, is this something that's been going on for a while? And it's just public information now? Or is it like, is it recent that they're actually just kind of getting on it? You know what I mean? And the reason I'm asking is because I want to know if it's a natural thing that they were going to do anyway, or is it like, well, we got to jump on this boat, so we're just going to try and push this and do this for a 10th anniversary well, gig because we don't know what to yeah. do. <laughs> well, that I mean, that's what a lot of people say about Apple, though, is that they normally wait to see what, you know, how the industry reacts to the technology, and then they supposedly come in with a very good use case, user-friendly um, experience, and that's built for the masses. Um, we'll have to see. But I mean, a lot of people are kind of questioning, like, again, going back to Robert Scoble, he keeps saying, like, there's gonna, the next phone's going to be a clear phone that I guess you could, like, hold up and, you know, you could see through the uh, through it and see the world, I think. But see, like, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Right now, if you put your phone in, like, camera mode and then you put, you know, you put it in front of you, you can see the world through the phone. Yeah. You know, like, so why... <laughs> Is a clear phone such a, does it make it more real time? Yeah, I guess we'd, we'd have to see an experience like that. But I, yeah, I mean, if for those that haven't seen a lot of augmented reality experiences, you know, what we're talking about is maybe using the camera on your phone and then having some sort of object overlaying and possibly like obscured partly by objects that are being seen in the camera or 
um, they're kind of like floating in space. So imagine holding your phone up to a movie poster in the hallway at the movie theater. And then uh, because of like some symbols on the poster, like all of a sudden these characters jump out of the poster and like start animating. And, you know, you're watching this through your phone. And, and it's only, right, and it's only for your phone and nobody else sees it. Or at least the people behind you will see it, obviously. Like the people who are looking at your screen will see it, but not, you know, other people. So now you can imagine going to a movie theater and having, you know, now you see people looking down on their phones all the time. And it's going to look even more ridiculous when they're all just pointing at posters and just like giggling and like looking around and everyone's just waving their phones around. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the other thing is like some people are speculating like, oh, maybe there's some glasses that will come with uh the the next iPhone or something, and then this way, someone's putting just regular glasses up to their face, oh. and then through the lenses, they're seeing the augmented reality uh, experience, which is maybe a little more natural. But of course, now you have these glasses, so I don't know. I mean, there's like this crazy concept. What does it really mean to be like to d- the definition of augmented reality or virtual reality? Because if you really think about, if let's say Apple comes out with a pair of glasses that pair with the phone, then you know they have the watch, and then they also have those new AirPods. Yeah, which supposedly augment your hearing, and that's why I was saying like, what's the definition? Kind of blurs with what does augmented reality really mean? But so let's say you're basically wearing the earpods, these sunglasses, uh, iPhone in your pocket, and the Apple Watch on your wrist. Yeah, you're like completely <laughs> like you can be dialed into Apple, and you know we can just be droids running around. No, I mean essentially that's it, right? Like because already your phones have like health monitoring, right? People wear Fitbits and and they don't realize their phone is a, is such a good health tracker that it actually keeps up to par with the Fitbit in terms of like collecting steps, in terms of collecting your health data, like all of that. You know, your phone is very 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 powerful. So for those that haven't seen a lot of augmented reality type experiences, uh, another example uh, that some people are associating with Apple getting into AR is that Apple just recently launched a commercial uh, for their iMessenger application and how they're enabling people to send stickers back and forth to each other. So little like cartoon graphics or, you know, like GIF like stickers to each other through iMessenger. But the commercial, the way they portray it is a bunch of people are videoed in a real city scene. And it's like a bunch of streets in New York or something. And, and a bunch of people are running around slapping these stickers on people, on their faces, on their backs and everything. And like people are like walking through the city and, and they got like stickers on them in physical life. But it's just stickers though? What do you mean just stickers? I mean, why are stickers such a big thing? I feel like that ad was kind of misleading. We'll put the video, if people haven't seen it, we'll put the link to the video on show, show notes. notes or whatever. And let us know what you think. Because I, when I saw it, I just... In typical fashion, it was it was a nice ad and everything, but uh, at the very end, it was a one minute ad, and maybe the last like five seconds, they show uh, people sending messages on iMessage using like dragging and dropping stickers. So there's no, there's nothing there to say anything about what whether Apple's getting an augmented reality. Nothing. It was just an ad. It was just a creative ad. Yeah, but I mean if. If there wasn't, if there wasn't the piece at the end with people text messaging the stickers to each other, sure, you might have oh, actually no, no, thought no. that if, that was exactly them launching AR. I mean, yeah, maybe, possibly, but the, I mean, it would have been an open-ended question at that point. At that point, you could have speculated whether they were doing it. Here, there's, it's very clear what they're doing. Well, I mean, I think like 
with anything Apple does, there's like so much mystery because they don't announce or share anything that Bro, ever... there is no mystery here. <laughs> trust me. There's just there's nothing going on. Okay. Well, okay. what it's, I was going to sending little what I was going to add was animated GIF images uh-huh. through iMessage. That's all is yes, happening. But in the video, there's nothing, it, going there's nothing about no, no. iMessage until the very oh end. Oh my god. Anyway, okay. So the other thing is uh, on on Twitter, this guy had posted a bunch of video of some of the ads that are running inside an Apple store, I think in Berkeley, California. And some of the TV monitors inside the Apple store are running these ads that are showing kind of like the chat bubbles across a flyover of city scenes. So imagine like a drone doing video footage over New York and there's all these like little uh, GIFs showing up over the city, like place to eat, kind of maps, little icons that are popping up, but overlay onto real video. So some people are also trying to say, hey, is this an example of what they're thinking about with AR? I mean, Yelp did this years ago, but you know, they have this monocle application where you know, just hold the phone up on the street and it'll show you overlays of what all restaurants are in your walking path. But it's kind of a neat idea. And it's, I mean, it's fancy. It's like Apple, you know, like the graphics look great. And, um, but again, are they just advertising that like they have access to all this information through the phone or is it? This is like some idea they have that they're trying to work on, you know, augment your reality, right? See all these pop-ups and everything. And those kinds of ideas aren't novel. Where Apple may be distinct is potentially a more smoother user experience, perhaps. But again, it's not like innovative. It's not that new. You know, like the Daydream as a platform and as like what it is and what it seems to have been accepted as, it seems like it's pretty nice. It's a It's a good you know, it was a good product that they put out. Whereas Apple, that was innovative. Apple is not innovating now. By the way, Rags is the current iPhone user, and I'm the Android user. Although I sound like I'm more pro-Apple in this talk. I am obviously keeping an eye out. I, I have a 7 Plus, but I'm trying to keep an eye out for, you know, it's what Apple's going to drop just to potentially consider maybe, you know, getting that. I don't know what I'd, I'd have to I guess, sell this phone or something. But at the same time, I'm not, so far, I'm not, I haven't been very impressed. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to do the, take the dual cameras and do some augmented reality stuff. I'm like, okay, what kind of augmented reality stuff? It's going to be augmented reality stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, so I'll wait and watch. I'm tempering my expectations. Speaking of tempering your expectations, I think a few episodes back, we talked about our experiences with 360 video and possibly how compelling it is and the quality of it. Uh, There was one of these recent articles from South by Southwest conference where people were able to try out this VR experience where Buzz Aldrin like takes you on a mission to Mars and he's standing alongside you kind of like walking you through the video. But the article was kind of clamoring that maybe this is what 360 is lacking. And and what I mean by this is they use this technology, volumetric photography, but basically it allows the ability to kind of take a full 3D model scan of a person, like with live video. So imagine they just recorded Buzz Aldrin with cameras all around him. And then in the VR scene, it's not a stretched video on the outside, but it's yet a model, a 3D model of Buzz Aldrin right next to you in the VR scene. So you can actually walk around Buzz Aldrin and see like his arms move, see the back of his head, the front of his face. This enables, I think, a more interactive storyline. Um, you know, and 
for those that may have tried, I think on the Vive, there was like some photogrammetry experiences where you're like in caves or on, you know, on a mountaintop and, uh, you know, you can like look up under, um, under tables, you can crouch and like see a different viewpoint where like with 360 video, you're pretty much just able to see kind of what's on the inside of a wrapped sphere that you're in the center of. And you can kind of just only three, you know, spin around in 360. So the, the reason this is interesting because the technology was used was by this company called 8i. And 8i was actually recently received a funding from Baidu, a Chinese tech giant who's been kind of investing heavily into artificial intelligence and virtual reality companies. Real quick, if you aren't aware of Baidu, they're uh, basically China's Google. Yeah, so I kind of pulled up some more of the details here. It looks like they Baidu participated in it says in a $27 million Series B funding in 8i. And I think one of the interesting parts is that they're going to, not only did they help you know fund this startup, but they also are going to help with some product development for 8i. That, I mean, itself says that they're definitely looking to fund this industry, but, you know, get in as well. So I, I, I think you have to check out the video, um, see this. It, it definitely just seems like the next step. So we'll go on to uh, developer news. There's this article I found recently about bringing your cat into VR. There's this company called Triangular Pixels that creates this jacket for cats. I mean, the idea, I think, I don't know if it's just cats at this point, but essentially you put it on your pet and then there's a vibe tracker on the back of it. And that way, if your cat presumably jumps into your <laughs> VR experience, then you see the cat as a cat. You know, obviously yeah. you program the tracker to be whatever animal, cat or dog or whatever. So that way, if it does come into your experience, you don't kick it, you know, accidentally <laughs> or something else. But then the one thing I didn't, I guess, think about was like, would that just be persistent then? Like the cat would just be through like the blank screens, the in-between dialogues, the games. <laughs> like if your cat just decided to sit in the middle of the living room. Then, like during a loading yeah. screen or whatever. <laughs> so then it would be a persistent demo. I don't know if I want that. Well, maybe you want, maybe you want to bring your pet with you everywhere you go. Yeah. Maybe. Even in, into the future, you know, in your virtual world. Into your virtual world, huh? Okay. But I thought that was funny. But Okay. So, I mean, I, I also stumbled upon uh, an interesting project here where these guys are creating a Unity um, plugin. What is Asset. it? Unity asset. Oh, sorry. They're creating a Unity asset. Thank you. Uh, that allows, I guess, using machine learning to allow you to basically do like any kind of gesture in virtual reality and have it execute some type of command. So like in the video, it's pretty trippy, but basically imagine like trying to shoot a fireball with your hands, like you know, you have the five controllers in your hands and you, you make a oh, motion it's just, like you're... I mean, it's just imagine like, uh, you know, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or any yeah. of those games, right? Like, you know, when the characters put their hands together and so you have like the fireball yeah. coming yeah. out. And so you can... We... It's definitely part of our audience that knows what yeah. you're talking so... about. But basically you can move your hands in like these patterns and uh, re the repetition somehow is learned by their system and then it can execute. No, I, th I think it's so... even... Uh, it, I, I don't necessarily think it's repetitions even. It's just uh, you can kind of just show the gesture and you, you teach it. And the big thing here is that there's no programming or anything involved. Like you don't code anything. You don't have to do anything. You just kind of turn by this asset and then using the asset, you record your gesture 
And then when you record it, it actually translates it using machine learning. It knows what you're doing. And then you can use that gesture and you can attach that into any other, uh, I guess, assets within okay, your Unity scene. And the YouTube video is uh, pretty nice because it shows, for example, like if you did a gesture to like pull everything up or do like a Thor hammer down on the ground, mm -hmm. then you can actually like have it affect everything that's around and knock everything down kind of thing. So that gesture, doing that gesture allows you to like, you know, affect all these other objects in the room and you can just tie it all to how it would act based on this. And it's super easy to do apparently and it's 90 bucks uh for it on the unity store but yeah that it, it's a video it's kind of trippy you'll have to check it out i think it, it is something though that possibly could unlock a lot of different experiences that are also somewhat natural i guess because it seemed like you're more or less just moving your arms around i mean think think about like the oh man there's so many applications of this it's uh but I, that that's why I wanted to kind of follow the news on this a little bit because I mean they mentioned using neural networks and it has like some machine learning aspect to it so like I don't know how that exactly works because are you as a developer using it uh, using the hand motions to program again a pattern that's then locked into your game that your game recognizes or is this something that you know it just like you can have like this open world and in game anybody can kind of do their own patterns with their hands and then it the game can just kind of respond to that real time and always evolve like i mean i guess that's where i would like to see like the technology in the future but i didn't know if we were there yet does that make sense i mean i get like where you're going but the bigger point here is without having to code all the stuff which you previously had to either write scripts or find ways to like get the gestures right etc without doing any of that it's such a natural way of being able to create things yeah yeah i think uh, again we'll have to check it out so the other big piece of news that i i read about recently is this new project called ar.js so that stands for augmented reality javascript uh, package or library that was announced and basically it's ability to create augmented reality experiences purely in a web browser or any browser that supports like webgl and i think webrtc and real-time communication um, so their their site actually was showcased on upload vr and if you go to their github repo it it's pretty straightforward right now if you have it's funny only an, if you have an android or a windows phone it, there's support for it but basically you can launch your browser on your phone point it at your like desktop and at a qr code or a little pattern that's on the screen and on your phone you can see uh, an AR uh, augmenta augmentation where like a little cube will pop up from your from your monitor basically out in like the 3D space and then you can like move your phone around and you can kind of see the different angles of the cube. What's crazy about this is that this is kind of running purely with JavaScript. Um, it's, it looks fairly easy to set up a really simple example and it's all running just on the phone. So right now, a lot of AR experiences are requiring like special hardware or like a Kinect, uh, an Xbox Kinect setup or... Wait, so isn't this beating Apple out? Yeah, I mean, it's running just at JavaScript or just pure I mean, JavaScript. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, so we, like what we talked about, this is just, this is already superseding Apple because Apple just has ads. This is a working <laughs> library. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could look at it like that, but I mean, right now the experience kind of is a little clunky, you know, um, and I don't know if it always requires like a QR code, 
but I think this is going to enable a lot of developers to prototype and you know try and test out what's possible with AR. Uh, in fact, so the article uh, was mentioning you know again point your phone towards your desktop monitor, but somebody in the comment section of that article uh, kind of posted a photo and they're like, hey, I find it more interesting to swap the two. Have your phone show the QR code and then use use your webcam on your computer to look at the QR code and then. What, what the effect here was, it looks like the cube is coming out from his phone and like he's just kind of waving that around. And it was, it just like almost looks like there's more depth or you could like move this around your body or imagine actually you, if you could do something like the Snapchat filters, right? Like you have this like sticker on your phone that's being shown to your webcam and then you hold that over your face and then it just like puts a mask over your head so that, you know, it's more like that real commercial we just watched for the apple stickers but again but again why is that a thing why is that so important in the world oh why is it important can we get past like the novelty like you're not bought in the novelty oh god no okay so stickers this is awful but well i mean i think what the potential like other ideas you know like if we want to say commercial aspects of augmented reality i um i think one is like we saw it um i saw the seattle vr hackathon in september was a a team we um a team my team worked right next to was doing a hololens application for uh like disaster recovery uh like let's say the red cross is on scene and they have a bunch of experts that like know of all the danger zones and where not to go um you know to go like helps injured people that are like in a you know let's say a building crumbles or something yeah, yeah, but then they were, like the concept was like maybe you can give the Hololens to a bunch of other able bodies, people that could physically go through but are not as trained as well, and then maybe the Hololens could point out warning signs like, you know, don't get thirty feet to this like building; it's about to collapse, or like this there's electrical wires on the ground here, watch out, you know, and then that would be augmented reality. So like through the headset, they're seeing overlays of things that they should be careful for. Sure, yeah, a little more useful for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that makes more sense. That's like a useful yeah. application, not stickers yeah. on yeah. people's faces and masks and yeah. stuff. But but also too, like you know, think of walking through a department store when you're trying to find like you know some really small item. You know, maybe you could hold up your phone; it could give you directions to show you like the path to get the fastest way to that object. You know, you know, and that could be helpful for the world, right? No. Yeah. Potentially. Save some time. Potentially. Um, You're a hard sell today. But the one other thing that we hadn't talked about a couple episodes ago, I think we were talking about how on the Emirates flight, there was this augmented reality experience. And then, you know, I had to download this app. And that app was called Blipper. You know, it's B-L-I-P-P-A-R. Like, I tried to do the Emirates experience, and it was kind of, eh, whatever. And then I read something about the CEO of the company, and uh, this app is basically set up like their goal is to be this main augmented reality app that is essentially trying to do a visual catalog of everything in the world, like every object in the world. So that like and it ha- and they've tr- recently added real time facial recognition technology to the mobile app, so you can create uh, you know augmented reality face profiles. Hmm. So like, you know, you could upload a thing of yourself and be like, add yourself to the database so that if someone uses the app and 
just happen to point it at your face, they could see, let's say, your LinkedIn and your something email or something. Yeah. You know, so so like they're actually going to trying to take this super far, and I think they're flying super low under the radar. I don't know if many people have heard of them. Yeah, actually, I I recently saw an art stumbled upon an article with Blipper as well. It was basically like you were saying that's another use case of augmented reality. People will say like, imagine going to a conference and you know you look at people's faces and then just like all these all this contextual information about who that person is pops up around them so it's like you know when did you last meet them what obviously yeah, what their but name that's is a little, right but that's also a little you know privacy yeah concerning yeah it's it? weird i think that's like the next wave of you know discussion we could have but what i when i first heard of that company i forgot that you had mentioned it to me but i went and i looked at it because it's on the i think an android phone right now there's a downloadable app and, and a lot of yeah. people said it doesn't work it does it doesn't do what it's advertised um so like no it's not it's it's in fact um the first article i read about the ceo they acknowledge they're a small startup and i think their problem right now is they're trying to do too much too quick and they're not being very thorough in their in-between steps so like they have really great ideas and like they're doing some awesome stuff i just think that they need to be a little bit more polished around you know known issues you know it's like so it, yeah yeah so I, I but i mean yeah i i agree i just was kind of going back to your other comment though about like your face like this way you know the system obviously has to detect who you are right and that's like been a major concern for a lot of people for decades is that you know there's a nanny state and they are watching her every move through every camera on the street which in theory you're just enabling it well in this case you're the one who's actually uploading the picture it's like you have to actively pull up the app and then put your picture in and you have to put your details in and then you tie it to your profile and then you it'll publish it i think something like that because that but i mean how hard is it to just search like david hasselhoff find his photo you know who he is upload that on your system and you could track anywhere david hasselhoff goes like or facebook right like just go to anybody's facebook account grab their photo why would you track where david hasselhoff goes no i'm just saying the privacy concerns of you know having systems where you can just kind of look through some glasses or some augmented reality app and just see contextual information about people yeah but that's something that people are choosing to put out there like if i choose to make my facebook profile public to everyone, then everyone in the world who has Facebook will be able to see my profile, but I'm choosing to share that information, right? There's a difference between that and then Facebook just publishing my information to the universe without telling me about it, and without me wanting that to be the case. So in this, in this case, it's like you want to put a public profile of yourself out there and so you're choosing to do that. Yeah, I guess what I was getting at was you don't have to choose to do anything, really. It's more of if a system exists that can do this, that once you choose to opt in, upload your photo and expose certain parts of your profile, then it's not that hard to imagine someone just scraping photos of everybody, knowing their name and their face, and then being able to detect you know, where they are at any time through any camera. I, yeah, I, I mean, I guess. But does anyone really think that we're not going to get there? Is, is my question is like yeah. at this well no it's definitely there's a lot of news on it like if you just no it's got to happen because the one thing we're super worried about is safety right there is that tech 
in London recently. So every incident that happens, the government of every country is like, hey, look, guys, you know, we really want to keep you safe. And it sucks that this happened. So we really need your support in making sure you guys identify yourselves with the good guys. And we need a little more ability to go and look through stuff. Right. And every time the government inches forward, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we really want to be safe. So, yeah, this is cool. You know, and then this is why we are here where I I don't think like any of that is very hard. I think if anyone wanted to figure out, let's say the FBI tomorrow wanted to figure out where I went, they're pretty sure they'll easily figure out where I went, what I did, because my phone has my GPS on all the time. Yeah. You know, devices, I make calls, my car. I mean, there's a lot of security people that, you know, look at ways to, like, scramble that data as well. And I, I guess I was going to say, like, if there's been some artists recently that have talked about ways to, like, you know, put on makeup or change your hairstyle such that it, like, tricks or confuses the camera systems. So, like, the idea mm-hmm. is, like, maybe in the future, you know, a lot of style is going to be based off of, you know, how do I keep myself in cognito mode? so that I'm not recognized by every device that's out there. Um, I mean, that's not even possible. Like, at the rate at which we're going, if Google can look through, like, all my photos, or Apple, my Apple iPhotos app can look through all my photos and be like, oh, all of these photos have this one person, no matter how grainy, I'm, I can pretty much, pretty clearly recognize that this is probably the same person. And if it's not, let me know. And most people who do let them know, it means they just get better. The algorithms get better knowing what is what they're wrong at. I think it's like it's like hacking, right? Cat and mouse game. Like, you know, you learn something new that tricks the system and then it learns more and then you go back to the drawing board. Well, I mean, it's not even going to have to. At a certain point, it's going to know the variations. It's going to be able to compute all the variations so fast that you could have any regular variation but given whatever points it will be accurate enough to know who you are i I think we'll easily get there so there's there's really no hope for privacy anymore (laughs) well it's definitely you know worth a deeper conversation um well i guess anything discussing augmented reality would bring up privacy concerns a little more than just like a virtual reality experience yeah uh, on a lighter note, on the Daydream platform, there was a video game released called Virtual Virtual Reality. And it's by Tender Claws. It's like $8.99 on the Daydream platform. And I think the two developers have been developing a lot of VR experiences for a while. But uh, the, the game, it, it's pretty hilarious. It's um, basically the concept is that you're a human and in the future, there's, uh, you're kind of at the bidding or the will of robots. So these robots like kind of put you through a bunch of stuff, drills, and um, they have you go to work, I guess, to like earn points and everything. And it is just like very satirical and it just has like this really fun spin on it. But there's a lot of audio in the game and that works really well and um, like voice acting. And it's just um, it's, it's just a ridiculous game. But so like some experiences, they have you um, like put a bunch of butter on toast so these robots keep yelling at you to keep buttering their toast. And what happens is you're like in this like kitchen scene and a piece of toast pops up and you got to like butter it. But then all of a sudden, like there's toasters all around you and then you just like have to keep buttering all the different slabs of toast. And then you get like a score about how well you did at, you know, buttering the toast. Um, but, but what's kind of neat about the game, the reason I, I guess it's called virtual virtual reality is the way you kind of like jump worlds or like, 
like kind of advance in the game is you grab these VR headsets and then you put you pull them up to your face and then you jump into another world. So you kind of go through these like layers, kind of like Inception. And uh, in the game, it, it, it's pretty neat, man. Like when it first opens up, like there's this box, a cardboard box that like drops, I think, from the sky and just like outspills like 10 or 15 VR headsets in the VR game. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just, for 10 minutes, I just kept trying on different ones. And like, so you're like in this, you know, typical grace, grace scenery where it's just like an infinite horizon. And then you grab one of these and all of a sudden you're underwater. And then you like you take it off, and then you grab another one, and you're like in outer space. And then you take it off, and it's like when I say take it off, right? It's just in the game. There's like a virtual virtual reality headset, you know. So it's just like uh, the game worked really well, and like I was really interested in trying out the mechanics of the game because um, yeah. like there's a lot of objects that you interact with, and the, yeah. the way it works is like I'm looking at a screenshot of one of the levels where you have to um, fill these. Uh, you have to water flowers, so like a lot of the concepts are kind of, you know, simple, like in the sense that you're just in a scene that's like in front of a bunch of pots and you're watering them. But, you know, what adds to the character of the game is like the robots kind of yelling at you. And in that scene, there's like this pinwheel, uh, just a regular pinwheel that keeps talking to you. And it like, it's instructing you to do a bunch of stuff. And it, it's kind of jabbing jokes at you and stuff and making fun of how, like, how bad you are, like watering the plants. But like with the daydream uh, controller, it's you can't really grasp anything with your bare hands, right? Like you can with like Oculus Touch or maybe even with like the Vive controllers where the trigger is like under your index finger. But the daydream controller, you click the object and then you can kind of like pull it towards you by uh, kind of scrolling on the daydream controller. And so I just wanted to see how those mechanics work. And they worked really well, actually. They, they seem kind of complex maybe for like the you know, someone brand new to VR, I don't know if I would necessarily drop them in this game, um, even though it's hilarious. Um, but I think, you know, next steps for me, like stuff that I want to do though is, um, so on the uh, Seattle VR Slack channel, uh, one of the, one of the ladies there had actually just uploaded a video of her playing the game. So like, when the game launched, basically it was a bunch of people in the area who had Daydream headsets, like all got it pretty quickly. And then we were kind of chatting and it's like a lot of humor in the game that you can kind of banter so somebody in the vr slack channel had recorded themselves you know playing it in vr and then that got me you know wanting to try because you can actually use like a google cast or chromecast to cast your video from the headset uh to your computer and then take video of that so that's, that's kind of something else i want to like play around with you know basically to try and take like in-game footage yeah you should do uh, you should try that out man and then you should post it out there it'll be a fun little experiment do you have a chromecast at home uh yeah i do so I, I think i don't know from this episode itself i think we have a few things i have to have you see some augmented reality uh stickers on your face and <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah a lot a lot of video people have to check out to really see you know the full experience of what yeah, we're we'll, talking we'll post about. them up there the show notes all right, so this is Rags. Yeah, and this is Kirk. And this has been another current podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter, at CVRNT. And we're on you know Facebook and Instagram. And we have a website, CVRNT.com. Um, you know, please, we're looking for more feedback on our episodes. So let us know what you, know, what you like, uh, what else you'd like us to cover. All right, we'll see you next time. Talk to you all later. Okay, okay. peace. Bye. Bye.